Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. That was his voice there. Uh, and we are coming to you not live from London, England. Um, we have got another film for you to watch this week, haven't we, Merrick? But it's not a film; it's in the cinema. No, we've uh, we've tracked down another film you can watch for free in these economically troubled times. How do you watch it for free on the internet? All right, whereabouts? YouTube. That sounds pretty simple. Just uh, search for it on YouTube and the full film is there, legitimately, it would seem. Uh, so you're not even ripping anyone off. It's actually, what's interesting is I watched this film, it's there on 720p, which is a better quality. I watched it in black and white, Yeah. and you watched it in Technicolor. I did watch it in Technicolor, yes. Um, but uh, the film itself is called The Last Man on Earth. Now, uh, you may not have heard of this film. It is 1964. Yes. Um, and it stars uh, Vincent Price. And um, it's based upon the book I Am Legend, which you may have heard of because uh, there have been four films based upon the book I Am Legend. Of which uh, this is I'm one. Legend. Uh, Mermaids. Mermaids, yeah. Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. And uh, The Last Man on Earth. Um, but uh, yes, uh, I Am Legend being the most... Uh, high-profile one, I guess, with Will Smith and a, do- and a dog. Uh, but this is uh, from ages and ages ago, and I think it actually tells the story a bit truer to what the book is. I've read the book. It's by Robert Matheson, I think. Yeah. Um, it, is what, it is one... Uh, and I've read over 50 books in my life. Jesus! I think I've read over 150. And how many of those have you written? Are those books? Yeah. None. Bloody hell! Because I, I think I've probably now read over fifty books, uh, but I have, I wrote you know over fifty percent of those. Are you a big reader? No, I'm what? a really slow reader. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I read at the pace of a sort of uh, soporific narrator because I imagine it in my head as it's going. So I read at the speed that somebody reading it to put me to sleep would read it out. I try and read at least a book a month, and it makes yeah. me happy. More than that. I'm surprised because if I listen to this, I go, "All right, that Yorkshire guy is a big reader." The other guy, I love books. Don't get me wrong. I'm just you just like the look of them rather than the actual words inside. Yeah, I do, and they taste good. The smell of an old book. Hmm. Yes, please. And the hand of an old friend. I should use this opportunity while we're talking about my brother's written a book. Has he? 
I told you this before ages ago. Oh, no, you did, you did, you did. Um, it's. I think writing a book is possibly one of the most exciting things ever. And the hardest things. His second book he's writing now, so I, I read the uh, script of it before, and yeah. a sci-fi one. But his first book called by... His name is Kieran Larwood, and it's called Freaks. And a couple of um, people... Chris Webb's read it, and he wants to... He loved it. Oh, really? One of our regular listeners. Yeah, yeah. And a few other people, and... Uh, Hi, Chris. A lady in you, I think it's Anne Coletta's read it as well. It's a very good book. Buy it on Amazon. Freaks by Kieran Larwood. But anyway, back to I'm Legend, which I thought the book is a short, is a short sort of a sci-fi novel. It's a wonderful premise for a story. I mean, it's been around for long enough. Um, it won't spoil any of the films because they all deviate from it to tell you what it's about. But um, basically, um, a virus uh, that resembles vampirism when it infects people, but it's not exactly that. Um wipes out mankind and only one man is left or so he thinks um uh robert neville dr robert neville and uh he uh is the last man left alive and he spends his days trying to uh stock up on stuff so he can survive the night when all of the undead come out because they're sensitive to sunlight like vampires are um and he's trying to find a cure um, and kill these vampires one by one as he tracks them down during the day where they sleep. Um, but it's called I Am Legend. I can tell the twist, right? It's really uh, good. Maybe we... not. I really? wouldn't, actually. I just think it's so good that you maybe can't. Okay, I think we've talked about it before on this podcast. But... Well, don't listen to any other episodes. No, no one does. Um, well, uh, first of all... Because I watched it in black and white. I thought it looked amazing in black and white. Okay, I can't possibly comment. But did it look good? <laughs> did it look good in the colour? Yeah, version? yeah, it did. It's a 60s film, so it's got that sort of uh, creepy stock to it anyway. Everything's quite bright in the, in those days, though, isn't it? Well, the it was the colour thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They pop, don't they? The colours pop. I would recommend watching this in black and white. Okay. But before we could talk about the film itself, because I also watched another f- film, because I don't know which one we're going to use, uh, a, call, a New Zealand film called A Quiet Earth. Which is a similar premise, which is a, a regular premise, which is something quite romantic about. It's used quite a lot of you being and something when you're when there's lots of building work going on and everyone in humanity is being an arsehole. Yeah, we all fantasise about being the last person on earth. Yeah, what would you do if I was the last person on earth? How long do you think you last before you would top yourself? I don't think I'd top myself. I think I'd die of ineptitude long before I got depressed enough to top myself. Too many sausages. Well, I can't. I can't drive, for instance, so I wouldn't be able to pick up anything to bring back to my house. I'd have to carry everything by hand. The thing is, you wouldn't have to. The, the biggest problem with driving is is it's other big, people. Yeah, as soon as you take that out of the way, you can just drive anywhere. There's then no I'd rules. learn to drive first and foremost. Drive around. Yeah. Learn to mirror signal mar- maneuver that kind of thing. You the first thing you do is get the highway code book from yeah, the library. I would. And I'd learn to drive. That would be great. Um, God, no, it'd be depressing. I mean, uh, it's an understatement, isn't it? Uh, just living with nothing to live for. I mean, it's... All the people... There's quite a similarity between... I've seen quite a lot of films where everyone thinks they're the last man. And, and they're not. They well, it's because I think from a storytelling point of view, you can only take the I am alone so far before yeah. that, that it literally is going to hit a dead end at one point. Yeah. You know, you've got to... But what's... blow their mind at some point. I mean, you know, I think Moon does it. I think Oblivion yeah. does it. I think you know. What is fascinating is that a lot of films where I've seen where it's been the last man, never any of the last women. No. I want to see the last woman on Earth. See what she does. Yeah. Would it be different? Well, men do sort of quite 
they all drive around in Ferraris, don't they? And they wear nice. It's first of all, it's something like the material phase. Or I can do this. I can eat anything I want. I can wear whatever I want. I can drive this nice car. Well, that's interesting because what colour shirt do you think Vincent Price was wearing in this film? Because oh. you saw it in black and white. What colour do you think it was? Because you say he he, had, he was wearing a nice shirt. What is it you? white? No. Cream, is it? No. It was oh. quite iconic. Oh, what colour was it? Bright yellow. Oh, Vincent. Yeah, very nice. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll have that one. That will go nicely with those. Well, I, uh, I was actually, when I was watching it, thinking, oh, that's quite recognisable look. You could go to a Halloween party dressed as uh, Dr Robert Neville. But then I thought, oh, most people saw this in black and white. And, in fact, most people have never seen this. So it would be a doff costume, really. And it's definitely yellow in real life. Yeah. How do they... T- I don't know how Technicolor works. Do you know how it works? Uh, Technicolor? Yeah. Well, not color, sorry, uh, colorization. I meant colorization. No, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I can only imagine they have to go through and fabricate the color over the top of each and every frame. Because on Facebook there was a, an amazing, um, you know, everyone must use Facebook. Everyone when people share photos, someone had colorized all these. Uh, yes, nineteen sort of 19, turn of the century photos. Yes, and it was amazing how the people look. Look like us. There was a, a, a sense of history you put in your head when it's black and white. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as that's eliminated, it's, it's quite th- shocking. It's true. It's it's a lot of what is historical is the the medium on that you're looking at it on, like the the old film stock or yeah. the way it moves. Like because so much um, old black and white film when it was hand cranked, it's got that weird, not quite correct speed way of moving. That if you actually film people with modern cameras back then, it would be yeah. So, it would look like a load of people in costumes. It would be no different. No, it's fascinating. So uh, let's talk about Vincent Price first of all. Vincent Price. Um, he's that no, was more Peter Laurie. I apologise. Are you, a, are you a fan of? Him? I am a big fan of Vincent Price. I'm a big fan of all of those old. Um, um, uh, what were they called? Uh, Hammer and uh, Amity Horror guys. Um, they all had uh, birthdays within three days of each other. I'm very oh, the, proud the of big, that the fact. Big, the big three, wasn't it? Because I share the same birthday. So Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, Vincent Price. Buddy, just oh, coming to the... he's come down from his bath and he's really wet. That was very exciting. Oh, entrance. hello. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Vincent Price. Um, well, I think well, he's brilliant. He's got an amazing voice and look. Like, he's... Could you get... Uh, he'd be too sort of camper to get away with that now, would he, or not? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, actors tend to be more... I mean, he'd look too sort of bald and strange to play he's leading man. He's quite an odd-looking leading days. man. But he's quite, and he, he's quite, he seems quite big. He's bigger than everyone else. He's quite a giant. Yeah. Um, but they, they were all quite gaunt men in those horror films, weren't they? I mean, they, they specifically pick people who look quite uh, ghoulish. Yeah. I mean, my favourite my favorite his film was... His, what's the... the the Mask of the Red Death, which is really a bit creepy and scary. I've not seen that one. And the Witchfinder General, which is a I really love that. But he's good in um, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that was his, one of his last films, wasn't it? Yeah, Apparently, because yeah. he got really ill. What this film is quite interesting because it shows about the the evolution of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're interesting monsters, aren't they? They are. They're almost like zombie vampires. Yes, they are exactly that. Yeah, but they're. I don't know how they managed to kill the rest of civilization 
or they it, obviously they infect us. Like, there well, so it's not it's not transmitted by biting people. Oh, it's, it's, just it's a, airborne. Oh, is okay. the idea in this film. So it's just everybody's been infected gradually and until they've all got it, rather than they. They're been so rubbish. He's at they no are, point yeah. he is under any threat. It's all, it's like pushing away a sort of really. Well, they're like Romero zombies, aren't they, in that regard? Yeah. But that rather than biting you, they want to hit you with bits of wood. But so weak, he's just pushing them off as if he's up putting, uh, as if he's brushing snow off his shoulders or something. But that makes or dandruff. That or makes it, it almost more uh, depressing and isolationist, doesn't it? The fact that they're not even much of a threat, so it's just an annoyance every day, an annoyance that these are the only people. And making noise outside of his... Uh, Robert! Robert! We're going to kill you! Robert! <laughs> when does he sleep? He puts jazz on and he sleeps. He doesn't, he's not bothered by it. I wonder how long people call you... How long it would take before you cease to be bothered by it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still affected by noise. The slightest bit of noise. You couldn't fall asleep now if I kept saying Marek to you. I'd go crazy. <laughs> I would have shot myself. I would have put a stake for my face. Maverick. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's hilarious how he, he sort of protected his house compared to I'm Legend of Will Smith one where he's really barricaded his mm. place up. This <laughs> All Vincent Price has done is just stuck one plank against the window. <laughs> and that's garlic enough. and a little mirror. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going to smear some garlic sauce. <laughs> just put one... They'll get past that one plank, surely. No. No, no. <laughs> Also, he doesn't put garlic up anywhere other than the front door because they still they still uh, submit to etiquette. Yes, there are zombies back then. They really, <laughs> you knew where you were with a zombie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd never go around the back door. It's no, so rude. No, no, no. They'd always say please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, they'd always bring a fruit basket whenever. Yeah, they, they would to... never bite until invited. Yeah. No, they were good people, really. Good, honest people. I think a lot of the zombies in this film are better behaved than some of the youth of today. Well, Which is saying something. Yeah, I, I think I'd prefer the youth of today to just be middle-aged zombies. I think I'd be a lot less threatened. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy the film? I did. I found it a bit slow. I was interested because I was so disappointed with the ending of I Am Legend, the film, because it mm-hmm. completely bottled on for what, to me, is the entire point of the story. Um, making it, why did you remake this film with I Am Legend? Like, completely pointless. Because it wasn't that story it's at all. It's a great start to the film, I thought. Great, beautiful. Up to the point of meeting other people. Yeah. Um, you know, it was absolutely wonderful, I Am Legend. Done brilliantly. This one, Last Man on Earth, um, again, they did do the ending from the book, which is brilliant, but sort of in a duff way. Mm. I thought you didn't really gather exactly what was going on. It sort of lost itself towards the end. I thought it sort of got away from itself and and was really slow for the first half, and then the second half was a bit confused. Yeah, it didn't seem that like there was enough there for a film. It's it's a it's an interesting you know horror film as a concept and to watch it through, but it's it's not a classic for a reason. I think. So, yeah, I give it five Marics. Yeah, I think I'd give it five Davids as well. Have you seen Omega Man, which is based no. on I Am Legend as well? No. no when was that out? Um, oh, God, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to look it up. But um, No, I don't know. And there was another one that was uh, made really, really cheaply um, and rushed out before I Am Legend came out. I Am Leg. <laughs> Ian Leg. Ian Leg. <laughs> Ian Leg's the last bloke on Earth. He is. And uh, but there's no monsters. 
I'd like to see there. I'd like to see Ian Leg. It's a good film. We should make Ian Leg. Now, while we're away over the summer, we took a bit about a month off. Yeah. I did see quite a few of the films. Yeah. Anything you'd like to uh, recommend to our listeners? There were some odd ones. I saw the Muppets. From 2012, the yeah. latest one. Great I thought it was brilliant. It is great, isn't it? I'm looking forward to the next one immensely. I, I was reluctant to watch it because I thought, oh no, it's, just, it's a cash-in movie, but it's, it's really... It's not at all. Like They've sort of encapsulated the spirit of it really well. Um, I did find Chris Cooper's rap really embarrassing. Yes, me too. Chris Cooper's awful in it. It's terrible. And he's a terrible villain. Yeah. And villain is usually the best role and to I get. Couldn't, and I couldn't understand. He was, it looks like he's not... That rap thing's awful, but apart from that, it's really uplifting. Yeah, everything else is great. That, that song, Am I a Man or a Muppet in it, is great. genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Um, other films I saw, Magic Mike, the yeah. stripping film. I absolutely hate it. I really liked it. We've talked about that before. We did last yeah, time, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh, of course, last time we talked about that. Um, Ruby Sparks. Don't know it. It's a film where an author who's struggling to write writes about his perfect woman. She only comes alive, doesn't she? Oh, like weird science. Weird science, but with writing instead of of, of uh, magazines and chemistry sets Sounds and computers. Uh, it was distinctly average. <laughs> okay. And now I, I, uh, I saw a film, a 70s horror called The Sentinel, which is a cult horror. Uh, it's a Michael Winner film. Oh, Okay. Yes, I've not seen it. Uh, it's it's got cult status about a girl. Basically, without us knowing, there's a sentinel who's blind, who's overlooking the gateway to hell, and this and this person disappears and becomes a sentinel. And this woman is whether she or not. It's, it's an odd horror of that distinct genre you only ever got in the seventies. I think it's been remade actually, but yeah. it is archetypal Michael Winnis late 70s it, it, I, I'm glad I watched it but I would never watch it again you, would you recommend it to others sir? if you like hor- odd 70s horror and want to know what Michael did apart from the Michael Winnie did apart from the, the big sleep was his big one I don't, remember, what he, no, I don't know I'm not a big fan of it I never watched any haven't watched any uh, Death Wish films. no no I haven't either um, okay it's 70s horror is it Horror was better back then, wasn't it? It's, I think it's... We talked about it before, the grain stuff. Sto- I don't think it's just that, though. I think it's something to do with the, the rough edges that are creepy and get under your skin, whereas everything's sort of edited by people who do music videos these days, so there's no there's no linger. There's nothing... There's no fat on it, therefore it sort of goes by too fast to make any impact at all. There's no linger. That's a great line. There's no linger. I want to sing that Cranberry song, but I'm not going to... Lingonberries, cranberries, anything. Like. Why you have to let it linger, didn't you? Have to let it linger. <laughs> that should have be. Have to, have to, have to let it linger. That's what they were listening to in the seventies before it even got made. Whatever happened to the cranberries? They all got shot. They sang about exclusively horror films, didn't they? Zombies, linger. I was in uh, my year out when I was uh, went to, before I went to university. I was nineteen, eighteen to nineteen. Yeah. I'd stay in a kibbutz because the only thing I could afford, place I could afford to stay in because I didn't have any money. And they had a disco, which was rubbish. It was like three lights <laughs> and us getting really pissed on cheap vodka. And they would just play that um, Cranberry song. Wow. And everyone who wasn't British 
like a lot of the uh, like Spanish people when we brought, yeah. they were mental for it. Like it was the best song ever made. Really, this, I thought, what's all this fuss? Well, I went uh, before I went to university. I went for my six months out because uh, I couldn't afford to go anywhere. So I sold burglar alarms door to door for six months uh, around Leeds, and then uh, went up. Much, um, much safer place now. Yeah, much safer place. Um, but uh, uh, in the first week there, went to a crappy disco in Peru and. Um, Saturday night by Wigfield came on, oh. and we British folk, because uh, there was a group of us, uh, taught everybody the dance that they didn't know. They'd not seen this dance. They only knew just yeah. purely for its and musical so quality. They got it all. They got the dance. They, all the proofies got it. And then we all left the dance floor and just sat on the side watching them going. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy dancing to Wigfield. I don't care what anyone. Do it now if you want. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wickfield. I wonder what's happened to her. She's probably... Um, Hanging out with, with the cranberries. Cran- yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one film I'd like to recommend for you. Uh, we, uh, I now do some... <laughs> Sometimes it's so confusing, isn't it? Yeah. This was on TV. It's called The King King of Devil's Island. Oh, I've not heard of that. It, I hadn't heard of it at all. I watched it by accident on BBC4. It was like this Norwegian film with... Stelling Starsgard, who was oh, yes. who was playing the headmaster of the school, where in the early sort of twentieth uh, century, uh, the kids who were criminals or done the slightest petty crime got sent to this island, sort of like boarding, not prison, sort of borstal sort of place, yeah, yeah. where they had to do all these activities, and and they were, uh, you know, there's abuse going on there, and they're ma- mis- uh, sort of mistreated. Some of the acting, it, this is brilliant film. I, I When's it, was, it from? It's from it's, it's it's Norwegian or it's it's a basic Nordic film. I'm sorry for. Is it modern though? Yeah, it was made about three years ago, oh, 2010. Brilliant. King of Devil's Island. Um, How many marriages do you reckon? Eight. What? Okay. I really enjoy, I was really surprised. Some good and it was stuff different. coming out of Scandinavia, isn't it? Really yeah, good stuff. Great. Like the bridge was one of my favourites. I know that. Yeah, yeah. The, obviously, the killing as well. Oh, and Headhunters. We talked about. Oh yes, before. of course. Um, yeah, no, really good films. Um, I saw uh, recently, I revisited, because I went home last month, as we know, um, I revisited an old nostalgic classic that my dad had bought on Blu-ray. Um, I've not watched a Blu-ray before, can you Can you imagine? I've never seen a Blu-ray. They just, you know, HD, <laughs> you know, they're good quality. Uh, but I watched The Dark Crystal again, which I love. I absolutely, I mean, I watching it, I was reminded how just... When I was a kid, I loved the films of Terry Gilliam and Jim Henson. And Jim Henson, you know, one of the most incredible men, you know, in terms of his influence upon mm. the world and what a positive influence. Two films, basically, that were his, his own, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Mm. But um, Did you have a Dark Crystal book? No. My brother had this book that goes with the film they released, a hardback book of all the drawings oh, and the like, history of it, yeah, all the, back, yeah. all the oh, backstories the of the world. The used to scare oh, yeah. so much. No, I absolutely love it, but it's one of my favourites. That was an, a trip. And then on TV I caught The Chronicles of Riddick again. It is preposterous. I've not seen it. Oh, man. There's the new Riddick's out, just Riddick's out, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard it's going to be better. So it was a dark. It was a, what was the first one? Pitch Black, which is a really good little indie Australian sci-fi indie film that um, uh, of a ship transporting a load of uh, um, just sort of what what would you call them? Like dickheads. Dickheads. Yeah, a load of dickheads. And a prisoner crash lands on this planet, 
and they have to sort of survive out there. What's, it, was, what's his name in that as well? Um, Vin Diesel, yeah. yeah. That's where the character of Riddick comes from. So he's the prisoner. And so he's he escapes from the crash. And then it turns out there's something worse than Riddick on this planet. Oh, it's really blast. good. And then they need him to survive because he's oh, the only... Swings and bloody roundabouts. I know. It's great. It's really good film, Pitch Black. And then Chronicles of Riddick is preposterous. Preposterously bloated. Um, but it did bring the world the Necromongers, who I, I think are amazing. <laughs> They're just space fascists. That's off, even, off the peg space, space these fascists. These are all Nick from H.P. Lovecraft, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Who read, and all the monsters are basically quite like Lovecraft monsters. Who are H.P. Lovecraft? I'm, can you believe I haven't? I own the Necronomicon. Oh. It's over there and I've not read it yet. Um, I used to... They used to... H.P. Lovecraft. Sugarths and Boogaths and stuff. Sugar Boogaths. Yeah, it, he's so influential and his his writing is amazing and still terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're basically, from what I understand of H.P. Lovecraft, is somebody believes there's some kind of uh, threat in the mythos, some crazy, creepy thing, and in trying to see if they're right, they go slowly mad. That's basically that, all of them, isn't it? I used to play the game... You know, everyone has Dungeons and & Dragons and yeah, all these yeah. other games. There's one called Call of Cthulhu, which is based on H.P. Lovecraft stories. And it was basically... You, you, your character goes slowly insane. Terrifying. Idea. Same the way as if you watch the Chronicles of Riddick. The <laughs> you do go slowly yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, no, I'm hoping Riddick will be fun because it is a good character. But yeah, I mean, who cares really? It's got it's got Katie Sackoff in it, who played Starbuck in the Battlestar Galactica remake. So I'm quite excited by that. Sackoff. Kate Katie spelled K A T double E and then Sackoff. How do you spell that? S A C K H O double F. Good name. Great name. One of the great. Almost names. a really bad name. <laughs> yeah, almost. But well done, her parents, for getting it just right. They misspelt Katie. Yeah. So you 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 have no. You think oh, I've misspelt that, so I won't misspell the second name. Yeah. <laughs> Very good at them. Well, we'll see. Um, oh, yeah. Riddick. Riddick. Oh, Riddick, you pillock. Is that a line from the film? <laughs> it is. Riddick, you pillock. Close the bloody door. <laughs> You're letting the sand in. Oh, Riddick, you divvy. <laughs> I was trying to think of rubbish insults to my girlfriend the other night. There's a few of them. You div. People haven't been called a div in a while, have they? It, I, I think divvy's worse than div. A diminutive is worse, yeah, with a stick and an eye on the what end. What does divvy mean? Divvy. If you're a bit divvy, you're a bit sort of daft. Yeah. Dafty. Calling someone dafty. I was in Nottingham today uh, in no, a service full of, full station of and I was called uh, Ducky and I found it a bit strange. Mm. They do that though in in, uh, in Nottingham. Dangerous. Yeah. I suppose we should talk about emails and contacting us and work business now. Mm. Yeah, we're doing another Film Fandango Live which please do come along. The last one was a lot of fun. Um, and this next one will be on uh, the 29th of October. It's not going to be like a live podcast. It will be... Um, a proper think, night out. Yes, yeah, so I think we're, we haven't finalised anything yet, but it could be a, us showing films and being like a, a, a sort of a bit like a movie quiz night. Yeah, I we think, haven't I think decided coming yet. in coming in uh, film related Halloween costumes would be a must, really, must or or encouraged or na- or naked. Yeah, or naked. Well, you can. Who would that be? Um, one invisible the, man to come back to life. Yeah. You'd be the invisible man who <laughs> Chevy Chase. He's become visible and he doesn't hasn't been able to find enclosure. Yeah. Or you'd be um is it, who's that big blue one in the Watchmen? Uh that is uh Doctor Manhattan. 
Yeah. He's naked, isn't he? A lot of the time. Yeah. He, all you'd have to do is draw on your forehead in biro. And be blue. Well, okay, draw over your entire body in biro. Take a while. I would... I, I think that's too or dark. probably cheaper and easier, just give um, uh, blue sunglasses to everyone else. Yes, or just put a blue light, um, fit a blue light above your head so it d- douses you in blue. Right, and one from the bottom, and two on, wear two on your toes, so you get all the under bits as well. That people would definitely think, there's Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe take some spare blue bulbs with you. These are just ideas. Yeah, just ideas. Just ideas. Um, but that's going to be a lot of fun. We will uh, go to our Facebook page, and as soon as tickets are available, we will post them on there. It's facebook.com forward slash filmfandango. And what are the other mediums? Uh, you can get in touch via email, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or on Twitter at filmfandango. And if you'd like to help us uh, with the running costs of this podcast, it costs you... £8 million to make this, does it? £8 million an episode, and I don't know where all of that is going. I cannot rob many more children. <laughs> I've sold drugs to every single child. children. I have had to sell so many jug, drugs and drugs and sell so many. Is it drugs organs. or jugs? Because well, first of all, I started selling drugs, and there's only the markup you can on make. jugs is far higher. Well, once people are on drugs, they're willing to pay more for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to um, donate to our running costs, then any amount would be deeply appreciated. And for all those people who have, we, uh, it's really, it's really, really common. Thank you. Thank you very much. And when you do, we get told your name. So we genuinely are, you know, we know it's you and we're very grateful. And we think about um, you. We do. We, we we dream about you. And there's also, we, we talk, there's Twitch, sorry, oh, that was me burping some tea. That's quite It wasn't right. a burp, it was just that sort of thing where, it get, it, what's that thing where it's not a burp but it gets caught in between and you stop it. That's a burp, isn't it? I guess it's a burp. Let's not even draw attention you to it. You swallow it. Away with it. Yeah, it's a swallowed burp. Oh, it should have a name, that. A swallowed burp, a swerp. A swallop. A swallop. Yeah. What do you want, buddy? That's Buddy the dog. He's very damp. Uh, but yes, to finish that thought, if you would like to donate, then go to filmfandango.co.uk. And you can contact us on Twitter, at filmfandango. And, but the main thing is our email, which we find really useful. It's dear film fan, dear film fandango at gmail dot com. Please send in any one minute film reviews because we will need to break up our voices. Uh, Buddy, sorry about those noises. Buddy the dog has just had a bath and he's now trying to dry himself uh, on Marek's back. Seemingly, it's, it's quite erotic. <laughs> it's quite erotic. It's a bit like that scene from Ghost <laughs> with less clay Ooh, and wow, more fur. No. Uh, it's lovely. Um, you make a very um, a very charming Demi Moore, Marek. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, right, we'll be back next week, I guess, um, with some more films from the cinema. And we're back now, aren't we? So we're back weekly. So tell your friends. Um, as Ben Affleck would say, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Um, we'll be back next week. If I survive this attack from Buddy. Anyway, keep keep watching films. Keep watching the films. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.